0: Welcome to What's Up with Dr. Rupp, where we explore the supernatural. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Rupp. Hi, and welcome to another episode. This is a podcast where we discuss the supernatural and we do it from a biblical perspective. And today's supernatural topic that we're going to talk about is the topic of time. And I'm going to explain that in a little bit here, but essentially what we're going to talk about is how God is not bound by time. And um, it's pretty cool. Some of the things that I'm going to share with you. So the Bible does say that a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day to the Lord. That's second Peter three, eight. So it's saying that, you know, a day to us is like a thousand years to the Lord, but a thousand years is like a day to to him. So, it, it, you know, it's, it can go back and forth. And then another place where it says kind of the same thing is Psalm 90 verse 4. And it says a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by or like a watch in the night. Now there, um, there are biblical encounters in which the Lord actually made time stand still. When Joshua, Joshua had responded to a plea for help from the Gibeonites, he went in response to defend them from the Amorite kings when they were being attacked. So this is Joshua 10 verses seven through 14. So I'm just going to read this little passage real quick. It says, Joshua marched up from Gilgal with his entire army, including all the best fighting men. The Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand; not one of them will be able to withstand you. So after an all-night march from Gilgal, Joshua took them by surprise. The Lord threw them into confusion, so that's another supernatural thing right there that we could talk about. But the Lord threw them into confusion before Israel. so Joshua and the Israelites defeated them completely at Gibeon. Israel pursued them along the road going up to Beth Haran and cut them down all the way to Azekah and Makedah. As they fled before Israel on the road down from Beth Haran to Azekah, the Lord hurled large hailstones down on them. Another supernatural thing. The Bible is full of supernatural encounters. So the Lord hurled large hailstones down on them, and more of them died from the hail than were killed by the swords of the Israelites. On the On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel... Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, Sun, stand still over Gibeon, and you moon over the valley of Aijalon." So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, till the nation avenged itself on its enemies, as it is written in the book of Jasher. So the sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day day. There has never been a day like it before or since a day when the Lord listened to a human being. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. So when Joshua prayed, God actually made the sun stand still. He made time stand still until they defeated their enemies. And I love when science confirms the Bible and it just keeps happening more and more. There are continually new discoveries and and things that just confirm the word. It's it's really cool to see all these things that even things that are, you know, unearthed and excavated and just all these things that that verify what the Bible says is true. So the Times of Israel actually reported on a, on a scientific discovery. And it says Joshua stopped the sun 3,224 years ago, but this was in 2017. So it's five years ago. So it was actually 3,229 years ago. There's scientific proof that it actually did occur that the sun stopped that day, the time stood still. So Cambridge Cambridge researchers um, talked about this in this article, and they say that the date that this happened was October 30th, 1207 BC. So just cool that science confirmed it. Um, There was another biblical example of time being manipulated by God, and he actually not only caused it to stand still, as he did in this encounter with Joshua, but he actually caused it to go backwards that's recorded in the bible so in second kings 20 we read about how god made time go backwards to confirm his word to king hezekiah so this is second kings 20 verses 1 through 11 and it says in those days hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death the prophet isaiah son of amos went to him and said this is what the lord says put your house in order because you're going to die you will not recover Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Before Isaiah had left the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him. Go back and tell Hezekiah, the ruler of my people, this is what the Lord, the God of your father David, says. I have heard your prayers and seen your tears. I will heal you. On the third day from now, you will go up to the temple of the Lord I will add 15 years to your life, and I will deliver you and the city from the hand of the king of Assyria. I will defend the city for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. Then Isaiah said, prepare a pulstice of figs. They did so and applied it to the boil, and he recovered. Hezekiah had asked Isaiah, what will be the sign that the Lord will heal me, and that I will go up to the temple of the Lord on the third day from now? Isaiah answered, this is the Lord's sign to you that the Lord will do what he has promised. Shall the shadow go forward 10 steps or shall it go back 10 steps? So shall, shall the shadow of the sun, should it go forward 10 steps or go back 10 steps? And Hezekiah answered and said, it's a simple matter for the shadow to go forward 10 steps. Rather, have it go back 10 steps. Then the prophet Isaiah called on the Lord and the Lord made the shadow go back the 10 steps. It had gone down on the stairway of Ahaz. So God manipulated time. He did it just as a sign to to him. And he caused time to go backwards. He caused the shadow to go backwards. So I'm going to share a couple of personal testimonies I have about how God has manipulated time. The first one I um, actually wrote about in my book, weaponized prayer. It's, it's in this book. Um, and it's under the section on prophetic or spirit-led prayer. So prophetic or spirit-led prayer is prayer that is um, led or initiated by the Holy Spirit. So it's prayer when you basically hear what the Lord is telling you he wants to have you pray, and then you pray it. So you're praying his will back to him. You're coming into agreement with what he wants. And so it's a very powerful type of prayer that results in really quickly answered prayers. So my brother-in-law, he was in a car accident. I think it was 2 years ago now. I think it was 2020. So he was in a car accident and we had just arrived at church. We were sitting in the parking lot and had not gone into church yet and we got a phone call that he had been in an accident and that his car had caught on fire and that he was essentially trapped in a burning car and that he was going to be airlifted to um Iowa City, which is about an hour away from us by car. And so we just got that phone call as we had pulled into the church parking lot, but we had to run into the church because there was something that we had to drop off for them. And we weren't going to say we're just going to drop it off and leave. And while we're inside, there were a group of people that um, we just quickly told what had happened. We all gathered around, we prayed for him, and then we, um, we dropped off the, the thing that we had to drop off, and then we we left. So there was time um, from, you know, us walking into the church, us talking to those few people, gathering to pray, walking back out to our car, driving home, dropping our kids off, making some phone calls to arrange for a sitter, um, getting some things together, like our cell phone chargers and things like that, because we knew we were probably going to be gone the rest of the day and possibly even overnight. So We're just quickly trying to throw a few things together so all this time had passed and um we also had to make a couple other phone calls to just notify a few other people in the family um, about what had happened so quite a bit of time had passed and i assumed that he my brother-in-law troy i assumed that he had probably already arrived at the hospital and i didn't think that there was any way that he could possibly still be in his car because this time had passed and so i was really surprised when god stopped me we were getting ready to walk out the door and he stopped me at the front door and he told me to pray some specific things including that angels would go and surround troy in his car like he had sent um angels to protect shadrach Meshach, and abednego in the fiery furnace when nebuchadnezzar had thrown them into the furnace And in that story, because the angel had gone and protected them in the fire, they came out totally unharmed. Um, That's from Daniel 3, if you guys want to go read that in your Bible. So even though I was horrified and didn't think there was any way he could still be in his car, and if he was, like, oh my gosh, how bad could it be because he's been trapped in this burning car for this long? Um, So anyways, I just, I was obedient. I stopped and I prayed the things that God asked me to pray including that he would send angels to protect him in the car and in the fire. And so in the car on the way to the hospital, like I said, it was like an hour drive from our house. So in the car, God just started to talk to me and download and reveal some things. And he revealed that he had me pray that prayer and that he is not bound by time or by space. And because, um, Let me just kind of explain this a little bit. So because he knew that I would be obedient to pray that prayer at that point in the future, after it had already happened, in fact, I believe he already was at the hospital at that point, but because he knew I would be obedient to pray that prayer as if it was the past, praying it in the future, he had gone ahead and in the past sent angels to Troy in his car at the scene of the accident in the past In order to answer my future prayers and matthew 6 8 says that he knows what what we need before we ask so he knows what we're going to pray before we pray it and you know he knows if we're going to be obedient if he tells us to pray something he knows if we'll be obedient and pray it and so he knew that i would be And, um, my brother-in-law, he, he did suffer some burns. He did not come out completely unscathed, but we did find out that just as he had gotten out of the car, it exploded. And so I do believe that, that God sent angels, that they were protecting him, that they were keeping that fire from hurting him more severely. He, he did have some burns, but, um, I I do believe that his life was spared and he was protected from way more serious and even life-threatening injuries because of that prayer. And I I believe that God did send angels. I do have another story and I have never shared this one publicly. I've, I've shared it with a couple of close friends and prayer partners, but I've never shared it publicly. But, um, so there was another time that God answered a prayer from the future before it was prayed knowing that it would be prayed. I hope I'm saying this so you're, you're catching it. But, um, so we had this little dog, her name was Yassie and we would put her, um, on a chain we had a chain outside of our front door and we'd, we would leave the chain at the door. And when she'd have to go outside, we would just pick up the chain from the front door, put her on it, and she'd go out and, and do her thing. And then she would come back to the door when she wanted in. And then we would just, you know, unhook the leash and just drop it right at the front door. So it would be there for the next time. So we had a bunch of people over at our house and we were all working on assembling this large CD order that my husband had for his business. He had to get delivered to a client and he had this deadline and it was a huge order, and so. We had a bunch of people over to help us assemble all these CD sets. So we are going to feed everybody pizza for having them come and help us. And when it was time to go pick up the pizza, I snagged my oldest daughter. And we headed out the door to go get the pizza. And I back up my car and I run over something big. And I was like, what was that? And I freaked out when I realized that our dog's chain was not up at the front door. And I sat there for a second in shock, thinking I had run over our dog. And I prayed in my head, so my daughter would not hear it and freak out. She still had no clue, she didn't know what we ran over. And um, so I'm, I'm praying in my head and I'm just saying, please God, do not let me have run over our dog. Please do not let me have run over our dog. And so I gave my daughter orders to not get out of the car and she was still sitting there confused, had no clue what was going on, but I was terrified about what I was going to see when I got out and I did not want her to see it and be traumatized from it. So I was expecting to see a squashed dog with blood and guts and, you know, who knows what else? I didn't think there was any way she would have survived. She was just like a little nine pound dog, Um, but there was no dog, no dog under my car there was a big rock under my tire. So I have no idea where the rock came from, but I I ran over a rock and there was no reason for this big rock to be under my tire. And not only that, but the dog's chain was under my car. It was under my tire right next to the rock. So I went running into the house to see if Yazzie was in there and she was she was in there running around and she was just fine but I fully believe that God teleported our dog into the house replaced her with a rock so I would know that he had done something supernatural and teleportation is biblical we will talk about that in a future episode um, but I, I do believe that he replaced her with this rock. That I have no idea where this rock would have come from and why it would be sitting there next to her dog chain in the middle of the driveway, far back from where our front door is. So um, he did show me that it was another instance where he had answered a prayer before I prayed it, so in the past, knowing that I would pray that prayer in the future. So as I had been sitting in my car, I was praying, please, God, do not let me have run over our dog. So that's what I was praying in my head. Please do not let me have run over our dog. And, um, not anticipating that that was a prayer from the future that would be answered in the past. I was just like, oh my gosh, please do not let me, what happened be what I think happened. And, um, but he answered it. He he knew I was going to pray that prayer. He answered it. And um, you know, just saved me from the trauma. Saved my family from the trauma. And you know, my family all loved the dog. They would have been devastated. She ended up dying a few years later from something else, but uh, natural causes. But um, he's so good, right? He's so good. So God is not bound by time. He's not bound by space. He can he can do things outside of our normal human greek western thinking that we have that is so logical thinking and not supernatural based so he can do all of these supernatural things and um, he can make time stand still he can reverse it he can answer prayers from the future before they've been prayed and he can redeem our past Sorry. He can redeem our past when we pray from our present. So he can he can redeem you know when we pray from the future when we pray from now our present the future from when something happened, he can um, he can redeem that he can heal that and so maybe somebody has hurt you in the past and you need to forgive them um, but you've been struggling or maybe there was a trauma in your past that needs to be healed we can pray now for things that happened in our past and we can ask God to heal us from the effect of those things. So I'm just going to pray for you guys real quick. So Lord, I just pray that you would step into our past and that you would heal us of any of our hurts and traumas and accidents, just anything, the effects of any negative things that may still be affecting us. And, you know, I just feel led to pray right now um, to ask that God would actually go back in time and that he would stand between us and the thing that hurt us and that he would absorb that thing into himself instead of having it have been absorbed into us, that he would absorb it into himself. And so I pray that now and, you know, knowing that he actually did take those things on himself even further back in time, like he took those things already on himself back at the cross. so like at the cross he took our sins and our sickness on himself so we don't have to have them and because of what he did at the cross we can have freedom we can have freedom now from something that he did 2000 years ago at the cross so we can have like salvation and deliverance and healing we can have that now and in the old testament people looked forward in time to what the coming messiah would do and the things that he would accomplish And God advanced things like healing because of what Jesus was coming to do. So we see people in the Old Testament who got healed. And that's because God was advancing what Jesus was going to do. And, um, you know, now we can look back to the cross, to what Jesus did come and do. And so we can step into the things now that he did 2000 years ago. Right. Praise God. So I do pray that now. Um, I thank you, Lord, that you are going back in time to any time that we were um, hurt or traumatized or to to any time in our past that needs healing, that you are stepping between us and that thing that hurt us and that you are absorbing that into yourself instead of us having to receive that into us, that you are healing us and, and delivering us and cleansing and redeeming us from those things so we don't have to carry those any longer. I just thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And I just, I bless you all. I'm going to leave you with that for today and I will see you all on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Join me next time as we continue to explore the supernatural on What's Up with Dr. Ruck.